Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 18, Moksha Sannyasi Yoga, Yoga of Liberation Through Renunciation. And we had been discussing this renunciation of actions. The actions are binding and therefore they are creating the cycles of happiness and sorrows. And therefore renouncing actions will liberate me from this bondage with the actions I'm creating. And then we have discussed what actions to be abundant, only those which are binding to me. Those actions which are actually liberating to me should be performed. The actions which are liberating are the one which are purifying my internal instrument, the mind and intellect. There are actions which will pollute my mind and intellect. There are actions which will purify my mind and intellect. So those actions which are purifier for my antahakarana, internal instrument, which is the mind and intellect, are to be performed. And they are generally classified as the yagna, dana, tapas. Sacrifice, charity, and austerities. These are purifying actions and Bhagavan must be performed. But they say, even when you think that you are doing these actions for purifying yourself, if you are not careful, these actions may be falling into rajasik or tamasik actions. And therefore, you should be always vigilant and doing introspection about what types of actions I am performing. So then we have seen that all these yagna, dana, tapas also can be sattvic, rajasik or tamasic. Then we say, well, how this actions work, we have seen the action is related to the knowledge. So when the knowledge can be sattvic, rajasik and tamasic. And then we have seen the karma and karta. Gnana, karma and karta are obviously associated with each other. Knowledge we have seen can be three types. It can be sattvic knowledge which sees things as they are or can see the thing through the polluted vision of mind. Standard example we have seen if I am wearing a blue color glass, everything will have blue tint on it. So, whether I am seeing things through my likes and dislikes, which is the coloring on my mind, or I'm seeing them as they are. So that will be sattvic, rajasik, or tamasic knowledge. Then we say karma, actions. Now these actions which are performed, or I'm about to be performing, I can analyze and see whether they fall into sattvic actions, or rajasic actions, or tamasic actions. We have seen the definitions of them. 
that those actions which I'm performing without any attachment, without any expectations for the results, then they are sattvic action. I'm performing because I believe that it ought to be done, and therefore I'm doing it. Something I'm doing to gain something will be rajasic, and something I'm doing because I'm completely confused, it's tamasic. The last thing we have seen is say karta, the actor. Now that we have seen this knowledge can be sattvic, rajasic, tamasic, actions can be rajasic, tamasic, so I believe the doer can also fall into the same three categories. So I is the doer. Sometime I'm a sattvic doer, sometime I'm a rajasic doer, and sometimes, sometimes I'm a tamasic doer. Or predominantly I can say I'm a sattvic doer, rajasic doer, or tamasic doer. Depending on what was prompting my actions, these actions can become rajasic, tamasic, and so would be the actor with rajasic, tamasic, or sattvic. All these things we had been discussing because the goal is for me to purify my internal instrument. So it is not to judge others or to classify others' actions or classify other people, but to constantly introspect my own actions and my own motives and see whether they are sattvic, rajasic, or tamasic. And then when I trace rajasic and tamasic traits, I should be diligently try to remove them and get the sattvic qualities so that I can see things as they are, which truly gives you happiness. Now, this actions we know, driven by two major forces, which is my intellect. My intellect says, do this. We have seen these examples over and over again. The mind is like a clerk who is just reporting what he sees. I'm passing by a Starbucks, as we have discussed so many times before, and I say Starbucks, mind says that Starbucks gives information to the intellect, and intellect sorts through the experiences in the past, and what was the last time Starbucks experience? It says it's good. Tells mind to go for it, and that's how I perform the X in going and buying a $5 coffee there. I could have bought it to 7-Eleven at $1 or so. So this is the buddhi which is really telling me what to do and what not to do. And then can I hold on to that thought? If I'm passing by Starbucks and thought comes to my mind, but if I don't hold on to that thought, by the time my car will pass by Starbucks and I'll be gone. But if thought is so strong that I obviously will go there and perform the action. And that's called dhruti. That ability of mind to hold that thought firmly and act upon it is a dhruti. So my actions are driven by my buddhi and my dhruti. So the next four verses deals with buddhi and then following three verses will deal with dhruti. So the verse 29 says, Buddhair bhedam dhritaischaiva gunaha tatra trividam srino prochimanam asheshena prutaktvena dhananjaya. Just an introductory verse saying, now we'll be talking about buddhi and dhriti. 
there are two drivers for all your actions is buddhi and dhruti and they also can be classified in the same three categories of sattvic rajasika tamasa if buddhi also can be sattvic rajasika and tamasa we have seen it many many times that for doing good you require intellect doing even evil you require even sharper intellect because you have to connivingly plan things to a point that people can find out can figure out what your intentions and how you are going to perform it so it does require intellect every actions good or bad requires intellect so this buddhi can be also sattvic rajasik or tamasik and that will affect my action so bhagwan said buddhi and dhruti both can be because buddhi alone as we have said cannot really prompt me to do any action but holding that thought firmly i will perform the actions which is dhruti so bhagwan said now i will tell you that buddhi and dhruti also can be of three times and i'll tell you in its totality or seshena after in totality we also puthaktvena and individually we will categorize individually in other words we will be having a detailed discussion about this buddhi and dhruti the next verse is pravrittim cha nivrittim cha karya karye bhaya bhaye bandham moksham chaya vetti buddhi sapartha satvike very obvious and clear when we read this but in practicality it can be pretty complex so it says pravrittim cha nivrittim cha that buddhi that intellect which tells me what is work and what is to be renounced what is the path of work and path of renunciation what to stop doing and what to do that buddhi chakarya karye like same thing what to be done and what not to be karya what is to be performed and what not to be performed or karya so what is karya and what is akarya what is not to be done and what is ought to be done that intellect which tells me that bhagwan said and as well as the bhaya abhaya what to fear and what not to fear because sometimes there is a fearlessness a fearlessness can become a complete stupidity if i'm some fearless and i jump from 10 story building obviously that's not really fearlessness it's stupidity so that intellect which says what to fear and what not to fear bandham moksham what is bondage and what is liberation yavetti buddhi sapartha satviki it tells me what to engage into actions and what to avoid what ought to be done what not to be done what is to fear and what is not to fear and what is bondage and what is liberation is buddhi satviki buddhi tells us what situation i am in buddhi is the faculty which obviously will judge the situation outside mind can just report to it senses gather the information to mind mind reports to intellect intellect now interprets the situation around me therefore we decide what is 
the environment we are in. So, my intellect says today is a nice day, but your intellect, this is really not really a right day today. Because of my own intellectual interpretation of what's going on. So, it is very important that I judge my environment correctly. Whether is this a right place to start singing or start loudly laughing or quietly listening. That my intellect tells me that this is not an environment you should be doing. Go to my work and start giving them Gita lecture on Monday morning. Whether that's the right thing or come here and start talking to you about architecture. That buddhi tells me what is the environment and then what to act accordingly. So, Bhagavan said, that buddhi which judges that environment correctly is the sattvic buddhi. Both in actions as well as what to fear and not to fear, what is binding and not binding. Maybe the other thing we think we can do fairly effectively. Where we fail is we don't realize what is binding, what is bonded to us and what is liberation. What we consider liberation sometimes becomes more a bondage. We have seen over and over again, I say, well, I'm gaining this, acquiring this will liberate me from my worries. Actually, acquiring that creates more worries for me. More money I make and more money I put into my bank balance, it creates more anxiety. So, Bhagavan says, what is binding and what is liberating also is a function of your buddhi. If you have developed the correct notion about what is happiness and what is unhappiness, what is binding, what is not binding, then you will be able to act accordingly to keep yourself free from these bondages. So, such a buddhi which guides me through this is sattvic buddhi. The next verse says, Yaya dharmam adharmam cha karyam cha akaryam eva cha ayathavat prajanati buddhi sapartha rajasi. Exactly opposite of that. That which tells me what is dharma and adharma ayathavat, inappropriately. Cha karyam cha akaryam. Also what ought to be done and what not to be done, inappropriately. Buddha is telling me to do it and therefore I am going to do it or I will do it. But the instruction was inappropriate. Buddhi sapartha rajasi, such a buddhi is rajasik. And why is that? Because it is colored by my likes and dislikes. Now this buddhi is telling me what ought to be done and what not to be done is through my likes and dislikes. I like sweets, standard example. My buddhi said it's okay because it's a prasad. Laddu, prasad, it's like non-calorie, take it because it's prasad. Even the doctor said, you shouldn't be taking it. Bhagavan ka prasad, how can I refuse it? I have to take this laddu at least. That's an inappropriate instruction from my buddhi. That buddhi will lead me to more sorrows and more unhappiness, more bondage. You know, and not gives me what my goal in life is, which is liberation. I want to get liberation from my limitations and sorrows and unhappiness. But more I work at it, more sorrows I create and more unhappiness I create. 
the one verse in that bhaj govinda my never understood for a long time till i got to that point balah tavat krida saktah tarunah tavat taruni saktah vruddha tavat chinta saktah when we are children we are attached to toys and games when we are young we are attached to boys and girls opposite sexes but when you are old you are attached to your worries that makes no sense now the next verse says by no way parame brahmani kopi na sakta but nobody is attached to the bhagwan you know the brahman but i say why that worries part in old age is associated with there were plenty of worries i thought when i was a child and but then i realized when i got old because in order to get happiness you have expanded your sansar so large now that the source of worries have become multifold previously i was only worried about myself and maybe my parents and then i got married and now i have in-laws and then i have children my brother have children and uh, now it's all over the place before my son was married i was worried about him now i'm worried about his wife and as well as my granddaughter so vruddha tavat chinta sakta as we grow as we grow our sansar we create more source of unhappiness and worries so bhagwan says here more a rajasik person expands his field of activities to get freedom he is actually binding himself to more and more source of unhappiness you know because he do not understand that more attachments create more bondages attachment is the root cause of all the problems if i am not attached i can see things clearly but when i am attached i cannot see it clearly so therefore this rajasik buddhi is giving you the information colored through your attachments likes and dislikes and your actions are propelled by those instructions and therefore they don't give you the right result a satvik buddhi will know what to do and what not to do so we have seen last time the example of rama in his satvik buddhi he knew what to fear and what not to fear he was fearless against ravana the great king but he was fearful of public opinion he could have just put the washerman in jail for doing anything but he knew public opinion is more powerful than any enemy if you miss that as a king because in those dharma niti his role as king comes first before his role as, as a husband so he has to decide when i am acting as a king what is my role when i'm acting as a husband what is my when both are parallel and conflicting with each other i have to take the decision based on the hierarchy of what is most important therefore a president has to take a decision based on what not he thinks right or wrong or what is more appropriate for the country therefore he decided that even though sita is pious and pure she has to leave because it is more damaging to have that public perception that immorality is accepted in this kingdom even though it was not a reality but a perception perception is sometimes more powerful than reality therefore you have to be always be afraid of perception as much as you are afraid of reality so satvik buddhi will say what to fear and what not to fear ravana was a great king and he had a great army and he drama had nothing but he was fearless that i can win over this he knew he could not win over the 
public perception. Buddhi is now, if guided by just the attachment to Sita, then he would have done completely opposite of that. So the Rajasik Buddhi is giving me inappropriate results. And that's what we see. We hear all these stories about politicians, they do things which is in their interest. We standard stories we hear is their children do wrong things, then they will protect them, no matter how wrong he is doing. That's because the Rajasik Buddhi. And eventually that leads to nothing but unhappiness. Adharmam dharmam ipititi ya manyate. Tamasavrata sarvan viparitamscha buddhihi sapartha tamase. Well, at least the second one, the Rajasik was colored by my likes and dislikes. But this is completely colored by my ignorance. What is right and what is wrong. So, buddhi is there, but it is not sharp enough to know what is right and wrong. And therefore, it says, sarvan viparitamscha. It gives a completely wrong result. If the software is installed incorrectly, no matter what data you put, it will come out a wrong result. So, because the buddhi has all the data incorrectly put into it, when I see it, I always see the wrong result. So, that buddhi which gives me a wrong indication of what to do. Buddhi based on my false beliefs. No discrimination. Buddhi is basically discrimination discriminating right from wrong. But that buddhi with the information was put wrong. Therefore, with the things which are so programmed, black cat crossing the road. And I'll tell you, I, I teach Bhagavad Gita and learn Bhagavad Gita, but my neighbor had a black cat right across the street. And that cat is so attached to our house, that cat will not stay in their yard. I think maybe because the way the house facing our house facing east and they're facing west. So maybe in the morning time, we have nice bright sun. So that can always coming to our yard. And I always at least make a note, okay? That whether when I'm coming out, it's crossing my road or it has passed through before I have come out. <laughs> now that's completely contrary to all the information my buddhi has, right? But there was some programming was done back when I was growing up that a black cat crossing is not good. Now, no matter how hard I try to get undo that, it will come back every time I see a black cat. So, if the programming was done wrong, there's nothing you can do about it. It will give a wrong result. So, right now, all I can do is have a mitigating factors on it. Every time that thought comes, I say, well, but Bhagavad Gita has nothing to talk about, you know, black cat. So let's not worry about it. Neil, let's go. Go to your work. Now we have a lot of this wrong information we have programmed, knowingly or unknowingly. And sometimes we don't even know about it. Automatically takes it for granted that this is right. A lot of this prejudices we see in our society, whether today's society or previous society, they are because of the wrong notion which was programmed into us. Well, you cannot do this on such and such day. One thing I remember is uh, when we were growing up, you cannot go to the barber on Saturday. Because Sunday was a holiday there. So my father used to take us to uh, to the barber on Sunday only. So it never was a problem. That Saturday haircut was never a problem. Maybe the barbers were keeping the shop closed on Saturday. This country, we have two days holidays, Saturday and Sunday. Now it's a conflict. 
Sunday Barber is not open. <laughs> Saturday I am available. <laughs> but my mind says Saturday, new. Saturday haircut is not good. So I now have a problem. So I have to take time out of my work <laughs> to go and get haircut. Now does it have any scientific basis? No, but that's what was programmed in my mind. Saturday haircut is not good. Anything which we have programmed without knowing the reasons or rhyme, but took it for granted as this is right, when you encounter a situation, the information your buddhi will give will be contrary to what is right. Right thing for me to do is not take time out of work to go and get a haircut. Saturday, I'm not really doing anything that great. I can take time out and get a haircut. But the wrong information programmed in my mind now will constantly give me the wrong result. So Bhagavan said, Adharmam dharmamiti ya manyate. That which makes me believe the adharma is my dharma. All these jihads and the holy wars are basically adharmam dharma. The person sincerely thinks that he is doing right. He is doing God's work. But he is causing so much sorrow around him, not knowing that it is not God's work to spread sorrow. So, out of ignorance. It gives you constantly the opposite information of what is right. Such a buddhi is tamasic. Now obviously the next thing is dhruti. And dhruti is as important as buddhi. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om